Dear people, welcome to today's episode of For Real. I'm your host, Kimberly Stewart, and I'm so excited to be here with you and to introduce you to our guest. Kayla Craig is a prolific writer. She's a podcaster. She's a mom of four, and she is the author of the brand spanking new book, To Light Their Way, a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. I love this girl, and I love her heart. It is on every page of this book. I also love the very practical way Kayla looks at prayer and helps us to understand it in a busy and modern context. Our conversation was both rich and totally boots on the ground, which I find to be such a refreshing take on kind of the mystery and overthinkingness of prayer. I think you're going to love this conversation with my friend, author Kayla Craig. Craig, it is my total joy to welcome you to For Real. Thank you for joining me. I am so glad to be here and so glad you are doing this. I told you, you are made to be a podcaster, oh. so I am thrilled. We will see how correct you are about <laughs> that. But at this point, it has been so much fun. I'm just loving these conversations and so grateful that you made time in your busy life to sit down and chat in a quiet room. We are both raising a lot of children. Um, so many. They're so all many. over. We are so <laughs> outnumbered. Tell us, for those of us, for those listening who haven't had a chance to peek in on what yeah. you're up to, I want to hear who you are, who you spend your days with, um, and what kind of breathes life into your days these days. Mm, such a good question. So my name is Kayla. My background is in journalism and reporting and writing, and I have four wonderful, very active, sometimes <laughs> exhausting um, children between the ages of five and 11. So there's never a dull moment. We have two dogs. Um, we recently uh, moved into a former convent <laughs> where we are just keeping things interesting. So what breathes um, life into my day is when I get to have a moment where I talk to another grown up. So thank you. <laughs> oh man, I totally identify with that. Not the convent yeah. part. Although I have <laughs> actually lived in a convent. Have not you as really? A, not as a member of the right nov novitiate. How do you say that word? I do not know. Oh, come on. You live there. You've got to know none <laughs> words. Anyway, I wasn't a nun, but there was, I taught in a bilingual school for one summer in mm. Chicago. And for that program, we lived in a former convent. Oh, cool. I feel very scholarly and wiser yes. than I was. I wasn't wise <laughs> at all. I was the girl getting stuck on the L, not knowing which way was up and down, but I'm glad that your convent will be much more organized than the one that I was living in. Well, we hope, we hope. <laughs> I've seen photos. We pray. <laughs> I've seen photos. It's a beautiful home. Oh, thank oh my gosh. You. I just love it. Okay. So here's the thing. You are married to a pastor mm -hmm. and you have written a book about prayer. And I want to know, did you always mean for those two things to happen? Did you know this as a young Absolutely <laughs> not. No, no. And no, all the way. I can say Both. that fairly emphatically no to everything. All of the above. Yes. I'm like, I'm an accidental pastor's wife. Okay. And awesome. you know, the first time I met you, I was telling you this idea for this novel that I had. And so like, God just 
shows up and that's right. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that that was the first time yes. we chatted. Okay. Well, listen, first book prayer, second book, historical fiction set in a former convent. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I love it. I just have to find something to do with these children so I can like nestle oh. away. Oh, we're going to get to that. How in the world you got this done? So tell me, you didn't mean to be a pastor's wife. You didn't Mm -hmm. mean to write a book about prayer. How did you come to be where you are? Yes. Well, my husband, he's great. We have kind of grown up and grown with each other through lots of different stages of our own like faith journey. When we were in college, his he actually did a year of law school. So I was like, here I am thinking I'm marrying an attorney. And then he's like, oh, plot twist. I'm going to go to seminary. So we, we both, um, you know, just have a similar heart for wanting the best for our neighbors. And he realized that the best way that he could care for another person is through ministry. And so, um, and he's great. We have a very, um, equal partnership in, in our relationship. So it's not like there's all of these expectations placed on me that sometimes are passed on to people who are married to others in ministry. And then as for the book that really came out of a need of my own. Hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I have a beautiful daughter, Eliza, and when she was three, she got very, 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 very sick. Um, She has Down syndrome. She is just like such a light in our lives, but she got so sick that she was um, on a machine even higher than a ventilator. Like she was really in that thin space, you know, kind of between life and death and I, we had this incredible church community and friends and family being like, we're praying for you. We're praying for her. And all I could think of was like, I don't know if that is working. Like, you know, we saw her, you know, have like 20 people rush into the room to try to save her life. You know, like what is going on? Where is God? You know, my husband's a pastor and I can barely even like fumble through any sort of prayer right now. And so I was, uh, I was given a small book of little like kind of modern prayers. And I felt like in that moment, that was a lifeline for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like I didn't have the words to pray and somebody said, okay, you can take mine. And that was just enough. It didn't answer anything. I still Mm -hmm. have a lot of theological questions. Um, about what prayer is and, and what that invitation into that dialogue with God even means. But in that moment, it was so comforting to know that somebody else had prayed those words and just kind of this like body and of like, here, I'll lift your arms up when you can't, you know, it's just, it's what I needed. So praise God, she did end up, you know, healing. And there's still been a lot of to be honest, unanswered prayers with, with her health and with our journey and um, raising her and advocating for her and loving her. But um, she's healthy and she's, she's back home. But as I was praying for all four of my kids who are all very different, they all keep me on my toes in different ways. Right. <laughs> yes. um, I was like, gosh, I wish I had the words to this. You know, that really helps me out before. I'm not this profound prayer that has this like big, bountiful, beautiful words just at any given moment. But I do 
process through my writing. And that's mm-hmm. my background as a, as a writer and as a journalist. And it's just like, even when I'm journaling on my own, sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking until I get it down on paper. And maybe, right. maybe you're that way too. Totally. And so I just was sitting up trying to pray for all of my kids, realizing that at the root of like every varied prayer that I had, I wanted them to love the Lord, their God with all their heart with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. And I wanted them to love their neighbor as themselves. And I really just like, that's it. That's the tweet, right? Like that's the whole prayer. (laughs) And so I, I started just kind of, I grabbed my notes app on my phone as you do when you don't have anything else next to you. There were no like bill envelopes to write on. And right. that's normally what I'm that's like. Totally what I on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rummage around in the recycling bin. I'm usually coming up to stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I just started thinking about all of the different situations that I find myself in as a parent, or maybe a friend of mine right. or somebody in my community who's gone through all sorts of different things. And what would it be like to put words to the varied experience of parenting in this world that we find ourselves in. And so that is how to light their way, which is my new book came to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that book. I mean, <laughs> I've got a lot of things to say about that. It is a beautiful, I, the word that came to mind when I was reading it was that it's luminous, which I know is probably really cheeseball marketing because it's called to light their way, but that's what it feels like to me, that it is just illuminating just a little bit, a couple steps in in front of me um, Mm. as a parent, as a person who wants to pray um, in alignment with what God already wants for me. And so first of all, kudos to this beautiful book. I will circle back. But I <laughs> Thank want to you. tell you, well, well done. I'm so glad you took the time to start that note on your phone because so many people are going to be gobsmacked by how very practical this book is. And I want to circle back to what you were saying about the idea of liturgy. So a lot of folks, mm. including me, I did not grow up in a liturgical background. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you do a great job of outlining this in the beginning of your book, that the idea of liturgy is really written prayers that give word to what we, what we need. And I have just loved, um, starting in college, I started just to really steep myself in some of those liturgical practices. I come from a tradition that's very much impromptu prayer. And I think there's a beautiful spot for both, but I think one of the reasons that your book is so powerful and what you're saying is so powerful is the idea of when, when we are, when we become people of faith, we decide to follow Jesus. One of the big deals, one of our gigs is sharing what we have, right. Mm. In all sorts of ways. And I think this is an outgrowth of that, that when I don't have the words, you can borrow some of mine or borrow words that have been written 1500 years ago that people of faith were doing. And so I love that idea of borrowing. Um, in fact, it reminds me of my grandma who went home a couple years ago and she was this just warrior of prayer. She, she took that mantle so seriously and prayed just, um, every morning day, Mm. all through her day. She was just, she really modeled for me what it means to pray without ceasing. And when she came to the end, the last couple of years, she said to my mom, I can't do it anymore. I don't think I have words anymore. 
she was tired. She was 96. And I remember at first thinking, wait a minute, grandma, don't stop. You cannot stop. But my, the tandem thought of that was how about we step in? Right. Mm. And my mom said that to her. She said, we're just going to hold you up your arms that are so tired. We're just going to hold up those arms for a while, mom. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to muster those prayers and those words. And so I think what you are doing is writing into that. But sometimes Mm. we just, when you were sitting by Eliza's bedside, you didn't have really, you didn't have words to say. No. And so you've prayed, you've written these for us to be the arm holder. And I Mm. love that. What a gift you've given to moms and dads. I marvel that you did this with your own four children underfoot. So why don't you tell us how that happened? Do you have a nanny? Do you Uh, have, do you use Benadryl? Uh, (laughs) Calm everyone down. We call him uncle Benny at our house. I mean, how how did you, how'd you do this? Kayla? It happened. It's in print. I should, I should have called you. That's what I realized. Like, uh, you know what? I, I wrote them in the margins of motherhood. I wrote it in my real life. Um, it became a sort of spiritual practice for me because I'm not a super disciplined person. I like to pride myself in kind of going with the flow and, you know, like, well, God is in all things and I see God in all things. And so like the whole, like wake up at four in the morning and like read scripture has like just not been realistic in this never done that myself, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I did have to kind of be really intentional about that becoming my own way of interacting with God and listening to God. So it was really like, you know, I would get up early and write on the deck and grab my journal. And there was something that was really tactile and tangible Mm -hmm. about like having a pen and a notebook and just like praying through these many different things. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned, my background is in journalism. So when I say like these prayers are yours, like they really are yours. Like it's not just my perspective and my voice in these prayers. I Mm. talked to so many um, women and men from different spots in their parenting journey saying, what, what was it like when your daughter first learned to drive? What was it like? You know, I don't know. My, my son is not to that age yet, but through all of these different situations, whether they're like beautiful milestones that I'm just wondering what that's going to be like, or like some really hard burdens that people have had to carry and walk through. And what do they wish they would have had the words? um, They didn't have any. And so being able to listen to other people was this act of an invitation into empathy, I feel Mm. like. And so that was truly a part of writing these prayers that came very, I don't know. I just feel like the spirit was with me. Mm. Um, And I hope that I held those prayers well, because Mm. there are so many people's stories wrapped up in those prayers. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful version of research, right? (laughs) To ask those questions. And again, if you're a journalist, that comes naturally to Mm -hmm. you, but, um, I'm wondering if you would say that we complicate, do we complicate prayer? Do we overcomplicate this? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, I'll just raise my hand and say, I do, Yeah, you know, like me too. I totally have overcomplicated prayer or thought that it was like, well, if I just prayed enough or if I prayed the right 
thing. Um, if I had just the right words, you know, we kind of start to correlate this into like an if then equation. And, and that is just like, God is so much more expansive, so much bigger than that. And I do think there is some sort of like taking that burden off when you can pray and enter into the words of another. And it's not like those words are magic or have any sort of special sauce. It's just, okay, I can just enter into interacting with God in this way, hearing what God has for me, sitting with this in this joy or in this lament or whatever it is. So more of an, do you view it more as an invitation of what God's already about? I think you say that actually in your your intro. It's not me initiating as much as it is. What are you the conversations? The conversation's already happening. God knows, like God knows the hairs on our head and God, you know, cares for the sparrow. So how much more does God care for us? So it's not like we're like calling up God and being like, Hey, you might not know this. Like, <laughs> I don't like mean we to don't bug have to you, do that. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's beautiful. I, I wonder if your view of prayer has shifted as a mom, does that, yes. how does parenting intersect with that? I think my whole view of God has shifted. Boy, that's the truth. Being a parent. And that's it's, the truth. And it's evolved and changed with each one of my kids and in each stage. And I think I get different glimmers of God's character in my parenting. You know, sometimes it's a mirror of holding back like the things that I'm like, oh, you know, like they're reflecting some of my not so great things right. that I need to work on. <laughs> That's such a diplomatic way of saying that. Kayla. Yeah. Yes. Those, those are terrifying moments for me. Really I think, Oh, I know where you picked that up yep. and it's not from your teacher. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I'm like, I think in like the book, I say so many times, like parenting is sanctifying because it is. Yes. And so I think like my kids have also pointed me to so many beautiful attributes of God. And they ask so many beautiful and difficult questions about, you know, the Holy Trinity, like, wow. Right. Okay. Great, great question. As I'm tucking you into bed, it's like, always tucking in. It's always, always tucking in. There's never like, I was look. about to go watch Netflix and now <laughs> I really need to do like a theological deep dive. Okay. Let's do this. I, you're so kind because sometimes I secretly think to myself, I just want this phone. I want this question at noon at yes, noon is a, I'm so great true. at noon, Yeah, but nine and beyond. I'm just, I can't do Trinity. I'm going to try really hard. Or I'll say, that's such a great question. Can we do this tomorrow? Mm, uh, let's, let's sleep on that. Let's, let's sleep about on, that. Let's think yeah. about the Trinity as we yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So yeah. you are here, you're seeing different prisms shift, right? As you parent, I can see those in your prayer and the Mm -hmm. prayers you've written too, because I, and I have to say, I love how incredibly in, um, I'd say modern and fresh Mm -hmm. and, um, beautifully new, but with an eye on the old, these prayers are all of those things. I feel like I'm steeped in a beautiful tradition in a way of praying, but I mean, you, you have prayers for folks who are trying to navigate technology with their kids yeah, and watching oh, yeah. the news with their kids and watching, walking through really hard things with their kids or a bully at school. I mean, all things that are, and also, you know, when we see a rainbow, 
Like, I just love it that you're in all of those moments because we live in all of those moments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yanking down that veil between we pray at church or we pray only in times of duress or there's a a formula to this. I just love it that you're just kind of shredding that before. Oh, I love that visual of like yanking down that veil. And to me, it's like the veil between the sacred and the ordinary. Like there is no veil. Like God is really with us in all of this. Hey there, all you lovely people. Just taking a quick break here to tell you how to get a book for free, a free book. Listen, if you're not in the market for a novel that makes you laugh a lot, cry just a little, it's full of quirky characters and just a smidge of snark, if that's not your thing, you can ignore this part. But if that kind of book is your thing, I'm super excited to offer you a copy of my book, Balancing Act. It's the first book in the Heidi Elliott series, and all you need to do is text the word KIM to 44144, and I'll send a copy straight to your inbox. Just text the word KIM, so that's K-I-M, to the number 44144, and the free book is yours, ready for the taking and ready to help you not make dinner tonight because reading a novel is so much more fun. Thanks so much, and now back to the conversation. Just to circle back to the word margin, you Mm. said you wrote this book in the margins of motherhood. Mm -hmm. Talk to the listener who has some quiet dream Mm -hmm. that seems ridiculous. And if she or he would say it out loud, um, it would cost her, right? It cost him to even say it out loud. I want to write this book. I want to do this thing. I want to work on this. And yet I have a gaggle of children or I'm in the wrong, it's just the wrong spot. How did, how do you navigate that? How did you decide, no, this is worth, this is worth me doing even in a very inconvenient time. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I have learned from other women, other mothers that have gone before me is like, there's probably not going to be a perfect time. And so it's like, Oh, you know, it kind of, it kind of burns, but it's true. And so if you believe that the gifts that you have, that the creativity that was, is within you, that is kind of that seed is there, then it's probably there for a reason. And actually God probably gave that to you. And so now you need to steward it. Like it's Mm. not just yours to keep locked in. Like you got to let, you got to let that light shine. Yeah. That is, um, those are fighting words. words I I know it. You're completely correct. There isn't a time. I think I thought there was, I think Mm. I thought when I started my own writing that there, no, there will be a time for this. And turns out I haven't found it yet, but it costs you, right? There's a, there's a price tag to that. Oh yeah. Something has to be a no. So what are some of the things that you've had to say no to? What are some of the ways you've had to say? Yeah. Laundry. We call it (laughs) Mount Washmore. (laughs) It is what it is. You know, like 
our kids usually have clean clothes. They just might be wrinkled because totally they've wrinkled. been in. Yeah. Like <laughs> I did write this book. Most of it, you know, when we were really like, what is this pandemic? And like, nobody yes. was going out. And so I think it was kind of a gift because I was like, well, I don't have anywhere to go anyway. <laughs> right. I could go to coffee except for I can't. Right. So I might yep. as well write a prayer about how I wish I could go for coffee. <laughs> Exactly. Remember friends. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So that, so the pandemic worked in your favor. It worked in our favor. It worked in our favor. Yeah. So I don't know that there's ever a time as for Mount Washmore, uh, you're talking to the girl who I received a, an iron. I come from a long, a long generational legacy of not believing in ironing clothes. Uh, really just my mom, my I got a, a one year, absolutely true story for Christmas. My grandmother who did iron my grandpa's boxer shorts. Just want that to sink in. She ironed things that are not seen. Wow. Yeah. She's committed. And she gave a play iron to me. This is not the same grandma who, who went home and prayed and her prayed. Until, Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, this grandma also prayed a lot, but right. she prayed and ironed. Um, and so she gave me totally, she totally did. She probably prayed while ironing (laughs) master multitasker. So she gave me this pretend iron, this like faux iron when I was two or three or whatever. And my mom still kickles about how I opened it up. It was my Christmas present and I held it up and said, what's this? And my mom's like, oh, yes, well, honey, that's, um, of course, you know, the thing that your mom uses to iron daddy's shirts. I looked at her blankly. She was completely lying. And so um, I'm probably not the one to talk to about Mount, Mount Washmore. I mm-hmm. I step into that with you and Oh, thank you. It's it. a sacred space together. It, is it? Yes. Mostly wrinkled. It's something. Wrinkled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I want to ask you about the perfectionism piece Mm. that we touched about the touched on this a little bit. I'm asking for a perfectionist Mm. friend who (laughs) leans toward things having to be perfect or, Mm -hmm. and I'm not just saying the words, we talked a little bit about feeling like it needs to be a a particular formula when we approach God in prayer, but also thinking it needs to be quiet or Mm. I need to be on my own or on the side of a lake. You know what I'm saying? I feel oh, yeah. like I think about this too much or I, I yes. push it into like prayer needs to be. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about that. How in the busyness of your day or busyness yes. of your parenting and your, your life, how are you doing that? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, part of it is something that I have incorporated more and more because of a need and it's a breath prayer. And yes, so that let's is talk like, about that. Yes. Yes. So basically there's a whole section of the book of breath prayers because they I write the prayers I need and I really needed these breath prayers, which are just a simple, like you breathe in, you inhale, and then you exhale, you let the breath go. And all of the breath prayers are rooted in scripture. So it's, it's coming from God's word and it's just, okay. So t- tell us how that works. Yes. I want you to demonstrate for us. What does you it look what? like to breathe? Yeah. So let me, oh, like, I got my I'll book just, here too. Yeah. So. Okay. Yay. <laughs> okay. So let's do for when you are discouraged and okay. it's just inhale, you go before me and exhale. I will not be afraid. And then I say with this 
every breath, give every discouragement, big and small, to the maker of heaven and earth. This prayer is taken from Deuteronomy 31.8. And so it's just these little tiny prayers you can write on a post-it note or put it on a lock screen on your phone and just have it with you throughout the day. You know, I'm changing a diaper. I'm driving to do my grocery pickup, like whatever I'm ignoring my well, wash more, like whatever right, it is. Totally. <laughs> my breath can be a prayer. And it's just kind of this like moment to remember God is with me. God loves me, you know, just like rooting ourselves in the truth right. of who we know God to be. So you say that over and over, you, you're saying not just one breath, but as you breathe, saying those words on the inhale and then the other words on the exhale. I love that whole section. I, I heard, first heard about breath prayers when I was in college and it was a, a, just this beautiful prayer that this bazillion year old Russian man, he, he's not that old, but the book was written that long ago. And his breath prayer on this pilgrimage that he took was, um, Jesus Christ on the inhale, exhale, have mercy on me. And I did that that. for a long time in college and then I shortened, I'm getting in shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, and I read later about Brennan Manning, Mm. um, advocating for a breath prayer that was on the inhale, just Jesus exhale. I belong to you. Mm. And for a girl who struggles with working to Mm. earn grace, uh, that was the perfect one for me. I just belong to you. All the things that I'm doing right now, that's okay. But really Jesus, I belong to you. And so I love this whole section. You have all Mm. sorts of things for when you're on overdrive, when you need perspective, when you feel anxious, when you face injustice, when you're ready to give up, when you, when your mind is swirling. I mean, seriously, I feel like you lived in my house. (laughs) <laughs> and just watched me for a while and wrote prayers for me. They're so, oh. so practical. Um, oh. Yeah, just beautifully, beautifully done. I love that. Oh. Thank you for that. So that pushes against perfectionism, right? Because you don't have to have the right anything or the right space. And it doesn't have to be quiet. And the birds don't actually need to be landing on you, Snow White. You can just do your breath prayer. Oh, I, I wish I would have written that in the book. <laughs> As my friend Kimberly Stewart says, <laughs> the birds don't need to land on you, Snow White. I love it. Oh, you know what? I feel like if a bird landed around here, she would leave some blessings <laughs> oh, behind. Yeah. So that's the kind of bird landing we, we have going on in the south. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your move. Oh yeah. You moved recently. I so did. New city, new house, new community, new schools for your kids, new book for you new kind a little of bit of change a yeah, couple a things mm-hmm. on going on so how are you with navigating change in your own life okay I actually love change oh you do yes I do what? I love I love change I am very too to a detriment sometimes very forward thinking okay I'm always thinking about the next thing what are we going to do what are we going to create what are we going to explore oh I love that so um that that has been welcome you know and it's not you know without challenges but the changes have been um 
have been good changes and not all changes are welcome, but like we were excited to, to move and to be closer to family and to move into this new space and um, neighborhood that really aligns with our values. And so, yeah. oh, fantastic. So you mm. didn't go into a fetal position. You just, you liked this. Well, I did when we were packing and I was like, oh, why do we have so much stuff? And how are we going to load all this? And it's like negative, like 50 below. And my husband's fingers were like, seriously, like frozen, trying to undo our trampoline. And they were always, all this metal was like, that's a a blizzard is a horrible time to move a trampoline. It was really, um, not, I don't think I'd recommend that. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't replay. I would pick no. a different day, but you had no yeah. control. No. Um, so true. if you're the forward thinker around here, mm-hmm. what's getting you excited? What's on the horizon? You're having a book. This podcast will, I think it will um, publish the day that your book comes out. Oh, exciting. Which is not too far away. And so oh, that's super goodness. exciting. And I cannot I, wait to get like for people that there's, I'm a, ta- a tactile person. Totally like I love same. holding a book in my hands. I think this is a book that's meant for you to keep on your nightstand and mark up, you know? And so I can't wait for other people to hold it in their hands and to hear like what worked for you. Like it's, it's very much a flip through and find what you need for that moment that you find yourself in. And so I hope to connect with more and more, um, just moms and dads. That's so fun. It's such a fun, that's the most fun, right? When you birth the actual Yeah. You you know what that's like. It's so great. I just, I, I, my heart just swells to think of it because you've been working so hard for so long in the quiet. And so to be able to have, and I would imagine for you, because this is such a practical book, it will be so fun to hear back from people who say, Hey, page 150, that was me today. And I needed it. And that mm. started on the back of a bill or in your phone. Right. It's so yeah. fun to see that come alive. I'm so oh, excited for you. And I'm so grateful, like for my editors that I've been like calling them my midwives. Like, <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Like you helped <laughs> me birth this. So it really feels like we did it. Look at us. It is such a team effort for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say just as my own personal opinion, since I do have a microphone, um, I just want every single human listening to know that this would be the perfect baby shower gift Mm. or new baby gift. I don't know if you thought of that when you were writing it, but man, I, I'm old now. And so when people say they're pregnant, I'm so excited for them. I have absolutely no idea what to get them. I I'm sure they have like, you know, smart cribs or ways to raise (laughs) children without actually being in the room. Like everything looks very fancy to me now. I know how to like buy a nice soft blanket and your book. That's going to be my standby. I just can't imagine any better book, any better gift. I love that. I love that. And I've been hearing, and maybe you've been hearing this too, but like, if you're thinking about like Christmas and stuff to start thinking about buying what you're going to buy now, because of all like the shipping delays, I know. I know. Oh, don't panic. I'm but also, I know. I'm like, hey, kids, you need to write your letters to Santa like <gasps> yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because there's all sorts of shipping delays and um, okay. all sorts of crazy things going. So if you're thinking about yeah, holidays or other gift giving, this is the time. Yeah. I had I'm, no idea. I know. I'm so Maybe sorry. It's time to, bring to write that. a liturgy for people who don't want that to have pin. 
That just yes. tires me to think about it. I know. I'm like, I'm, really, really, well, I'm not a really good forward thinking gift purchaser. So that's good that you told me that now I know that's another thing to be concerned about. There's a breath pair for that for sure. Listen, before I let you go, I have two things. First, okay. I wonder, I ask everybody this question and it is the joy of my life to ask this question because I am a total book nerd. And so oh. I'm constantly gobbling up good book recommendations. And I'd mm. love for you to share two things, okay. a book that you have recommended over years or, um, that you, it's just a standby. Like if someone says, Oh, I need a book, good book. You say, yes, this is it. And then the part two of that question is what's a book that's on your nightstand right now, or on your hold list, or your ready to buy list that you can't wait to dig into. Okay. This is like, you know, we got to record like a whole nother podcast to talk oh, just God. about books. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're my people. I was, I was like literally pulling up my Goodreads. Cause I'm like, can't get this wrong. Gotta answer this right. Um, so, okay. So a book about writing that I love is on writing by Stephen King. I oh, good. recommend it to everyone. Um, and everybody's like Stephen King really. And I'm like, yes, just get it. Just get it from totally. the library, buy it. You'll like it. Agreed. And it has nothing to do with his genre. It's it, you don't need to read horror. No, no. It's very, very, very practical. Super useful. Yes. yes. It's just a go-to for me. Um, Another book that's a novel that I love is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. That is like, I was so surprised how much I loved that book. It was something we read for a book club. And I was like, oh, this is a really thick book. And is it going to be boring? And I was like, this could have been written today as like historical fiction. It, it just resonates. And also one of the characters is a woman who is a writer and is, you know, observing, you know, the injustices in the world around her and how to find beauty in the ordinary, you know? So, um, that's a book I love. And on, on my nightstand, I am reading apples never fall by Leanne Moriarty. It's her newest oh, yes. book. Yes. That yeah. just came out not too long it ago, right? Did. I got it from my library and they're like, this is brand new. So you have to read it in a week. So I've been like, Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you doing it? I don't know if I can read a book in a week. Yeah. It's like a way I decompress at night when everything is finally quiet. Right. I love to read. Okay. So, so you're liking that one. Cause I've liked her other ones. I do. I like her work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh, great recommendations. Thank you. We will add them to the list. All of those things will be in the show notes so that people can find, find them where they are. Before I let you go back to Mount Washmore <laughs> or ignoring it, would you do me a huge honor and read a benediction for us or read one of yes. the prayers that you would like for us? I would love to. Thank you. Should I just do the, the benediction that it kind of begins and ends with? Beautiful. I'd love it. Okay. May all of your life be a prayer. A holy kiss atop sticky foreheads and matted pearls. May all your life be a prayer, learning each day afresh what it is to see God in you and God in your neighbor. May all your life be a prayer, an offering of presence and peace poured out and replenished between parent and child. May all your life, your fantastic, dirty, 
messy, holy life be a prayer. Stunning. Thank you. Thank you for writing that. Thanks for living it. And thank you for giving me the words for moments when I just, I need somebody else to hold up my arms. Really beautifully done, Kayla. Thank you. It is an honor. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We're going to all go read the books that you recommended. And you guys, please find your way to Kayla's new book um, and buy it for every baby that you've ever met. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today, Kayla. Thank you. Isn't that so beautiful? May your fantastic, dirty, messy, holy life, may all of it be a prayer. Is that not just the whole darn idea in a beautiful nutshell? I love it. I love Kayla's book. And I just can't wait for it to land on so many of your bedside tables to be dog-eared and just so loved over a bunch of years. Be sure to find out more about Kayla at kaylacraig.com. And will you just follow her on social media too? We'll put all of her good recommendations and her info in the show notes so you can find it all there. Make sure to let her know that you heard her here and thank her for stopping by. Thank you for stopping by and for listening in today. Will you just take a couple seconds and do me a solid? I would be so grateful if you would follow For Real wherever you get your podcasts. And then for extra credit and a very lovely gold star in my heart to yours forever, will you just type a quick review? That kind of thing is a gift that keeps on giving to me and to my team. So we would love it if you would just take a second and follow and review. We will be ever grateful and we will show that gratitude by hugging you fiercely when we meet in person or by performing an Irish jig in clogs, your choice. Much love to you all. Thank you for joining in on the conversation and we will see you next time on For Real.